Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, sharing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm not there. How are you, Bob? I know. I know. I, you know, I, it's funny. Usually when I we do remote things, I just do it from the comfort of my own house. And I set everything up and I was so excited. And then you texted me, what's the link? And I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I actually <laughs> texted. I said, we're ready to go in 10 minutes. And you, and you made some smart comment. Well, you texted then, me at 8, 8, 8.51 because we're supposed to start 8, at 9. 49, 8, and you said, and you said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I thought, whoa, thanks, 9.01. I really appreciate yeah, it because yeah, we're yeah. usually so yeah. timely. Yeah, and then and then the text. It's like, uh, oh, you're actually not instant, but which I'm not. As you can, you might be able to tell just by the look if you watch this. Uh, yeah, I got away for a few days just to kind of rest a little bit and unwind a little bit. So there's usually not, not greenery instrument. in your background. At, there's usually in not Francisco. greenery, in my, and I'm actually not usually just in a polo shirt. And I don't know how close we're going to get, but those of you <laughs> who can see, I actually haven't shaved in a day or two. So I'm not like you that I'm going to have a braidable beard in a week. So yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think anybody could really tell, even in high def, that yeah. you haven't shaved. Okay, here's the the thing, though. And, and, and uh, my apparently, my understanding is the weather's been pretty bad up north, although you haven't been north. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but... I no, I was in Texas, but outages. even no, dude, I was in San Antonio and they had a they had an ice storm. Oh my goodness! I mean, like and you, down can't, there, I mean, that's really, a major it looked issue. like it looked like America, you know, like Northern America. I mean, I went outside; everything was coated. It is North America, but the northern end of America, but everything was okay. coated in ice. It was really nuts, and they had no idea what to do. They don't even have salt; they were just like chucking dirt out, like they were just yeah, completely yeah. clueless. I remember one time I was in Huntsville, Alabama, and they came in and they said, it was like this major, oh my gosh, an ice storm's coming. And I'm kind of like, I'm from Colorado. It's like, well, you know, people need to light, lighten up just a bit. Two hours later, you could ice skate on the roads. It was wow. unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. what they had so, in Texas was as bad as weather can get up in Ohio. I was really stunned yeah. by it. So yeah, uh, yeah but they were, uh, they. you know, we canceled classes for a few days, which actually was... Like it worked we out well because I, we doing this online. trip, I had to cancel some classes and I felt really bad about it. And then we, yeah, you're right, you? we moved them online, of course. Yes. Yes, Father President. We all kept teaching. We just moved them online. So uh, we moved all the classes online, which I had already done, thanks to being in Texas. So, um, but they shut down the school. Uh, we lost, I guess my family lost power for almost a whole day, you know, like a yeah. night and a day. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty intense for all of us up in the Midwest, northeastern area, and even the okay, south. Okay, but we're probably we're probably bearing the lead here, uh, Bob. Uh, so let's say a little over I don't, a week. I don't ago, know if I can. I don't know if I don't know if I can talk about it. A little over a week ago, it's I sent painful. Bob a, a text message. Yes, and you I broke said, the news to me, as any good friend I would. I said so. Uh, so uh, Tom Brady's done, or something like that. <laughs> And he, he texted back, he said, are you serious? And so he quickly And then, Googled, and then we I'm lingered sure. for days where it's like, is okay, Adam okay. Sheffer just full of it? Like, and I think Brady okay, did but, that but, on purpose. But, but, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. I want to go back to my story here. Oh, so I, I'm so sorry, Father, Bob, please continue. Bob, Bob, Googled, Bob Googled it real quick and found out, in fact, that he, at least he had said he was going to retire. That was the word. But then the thing that he shared the most, he sent me a text and just uh, my heart just jumped for joy. He said, I can't tell you how much it bothers me that you, me, Father Dave, was the one who broke this news to of him. All, and I just of all the people I just to hear it from rejoiced in that text message for the last week. It just gives me great joy. I'm, I'm here to, I get to tell you. You know something I'm I was here saying, to bless talking you. to the Friars I was talking to the Friars the other day, and I would not be surprised if Tom Brady gets voted to the Hall of Fame. 
just right away? No, in five years. Like, I think he's a Hall of Fame player. Do you really think so? I mean, are you what, yeah, are you ready say, to go out on on that kind of limb? I would say I would say Tom Brady is one of the top ten NFL quarterbacks ever. <laughs> who is he? Would, who is I he would. competing with? Jim McMahon, <laughs> Trent the Dilfer, another me, famous Buccaneer quarterback. Like, they looked at me like, "Are you serious?" And I said, "Well, I'm you know, I I like went into a little bit of mourning. I went through all the stages of death because the first stage was, okay. of course, denial." Which, Which was, was easy to do because, like, for a while, it came from me. <laughs> well, because it came from you, and then yeah, yeah. you know, like, Coach Arians was like, "Tom hasn't talked to me," and the Buccaneers were like, "Tom hasn't talked to us." And again, I think, I think Tom Brady like intentionally like left Adam Sheffer of ESPN out to drive for a few days because even like by Monday, Adam Sheffer was starting to crack, you know, like because everybody was now being like. You know, you broke the story like five days ago and nobody's heard anything. And he's on ESPN like, well, I mean, it was a good, I mean, it, it, he, that, that was the intention. The intention was that it was like only after that Tom's like, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm out. I just wanted to, I just wanted to yeah. see you sweat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, you know, then anger. What, what are the stages of death? I don't remember what they are. I know there's denial and anger. Blame. I, I blamed I'm you. Sure. I yeah, blamed you for that. So. I still do. Uh, I don't know so. if I'm at the resolve yet. I was kind of hoping to get him like three years. Acceptance, acceptance. I'm not there yet. I wanted, I okay. wanted, I wanted a trilogy. I wanted three years of Tom Brady. Two years just I'll feels walk, feels. I'll a little, walk through it with you. I will walk through it with you. Yeah, but you're going to lovingly yeah, accompany it, me through the shadow of death. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. What was I going to say about that? But he's done. He's finished. Probably something oh, snarky. What about? Mean. No, it wasn't actually the kind of, honestly, there was more scuttle, but the fact that in his retirement, he said nothing about his time in New England. I was talking to a friend of mine kinda, up in New England. Which but, was kind of crazy. Well, I actually think, you know, he gave a if really he, if, wait, wait, beautiful if, no, no, goodbye. No, if, no, no, no. That is so full. Of, no. I knew you were going to go there. Well, like when he left, he did this beautiful, that's he did, ridiculous. He did a beautiful goodbye to them. And then he did a goodbye to me as a Tampa fan. I didn't need, no, that is so he ridiculous. was saying goodbye to me as my quarterback. And th that was my moment as a Tampa fan. And I don't need him being like, oh, and by the way, I might have done something with another team. Like, you don't do that when you break up with somebody. You know, like, hey, I love you. It's just isn't working out. And by the way, that other girl who I was with a lot longer. Like, no, you just, he, I, I appreciated it. I think he said the exact right thing for us Tampa fans who have loved him for so much yeah, of his career. For 18 months. For, his, for 18 months. For the pinnacle moment, the most important yeah, Super yeah. Bowl he ever won in Tampa Bay. Speaking of Super Bowls. Um, we did promise. And so, yes, yeah, listeners, we just, we were joking yeah, earlier. Some, this is, is going to be a 25-minute podcast some, on football. Is there some preview thing, some preview music thing that we can do to kind of build up to the Super Bowl? Oh, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. Here we okay, go. Okay, okay. Um... And, and now, now, the Super Bowl preview. Ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday, 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 the Super Bowl featuring one team versus another. Neither of them Tampa. Nobody no. cares. And, okay, so here's the thing. So we got two couple things to do. First off, um, do you really like the Super Bowl ads? Like, are you looking forward to that? Or yes. is that just kind of? No, oh, no, okay, no, so no. I get pretty pumped okay. about them. And do you not like the halftime show as much as I do? 
Well, it depends on the it. halftime. It depends on the halftime. It just me- no, no, no. It just messes up the whole game. No, the no, 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 no. We are very much in disagreement here. There have been some incredible. Well, the I didn't see that coming. We, there well, are some you, incredible halftime it, shows. Then have the in- incredible halftime show before the game or after the game. Okay, that's not 40, called a halftime show. To have a 40-minute break in the middle of a game other than gives you a chance to eat something, which you're doing the whole day anyway, but right. that's ridiculous. Okay, so this year's Super Bowl. No, no, have, no, let's talk about it. So what do you think? The best, do you have any memories of good halftime shows? Because um, there's been some exceptional moments of halftime shows. No. I mean, no. I remember when U2 played halftime. Going. Oh, my God. After 9-11. I knew I shouldn't have brought this up. I knew I shouldn't have And he's have playing in the name up. of love, and, and Bono opens up his jacket, and in the inside of his jacket is an American flag. Well, When Prince fantastic. did the halftime show? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Yeah. That man oh can goodness. play guitar. That was so Even great. Bruno that Mars. That was so great. And he did and it Justin so well, they Timberlake, had him do it again. That's actually where the whole um, wardrobe malfunction started. That was Bruno Mars. No, dude. That... No, no, no. But the halftime show. Yes, yes. Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I know that. It's like I'm culturally relevant. Mm, anyway. Am I? Okay. So we've got the Rams. <laughs> no. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, a home game. Right. Never happened in the history of the Super Bowl. What now losers. It's happened two years like, in a row. Oh my gosh. How yeah. much do you want to be like the Buccaneers? We're going to do right. a home game so, in our stadium. The Rams, the Rams against Cincinnati. Uh, okay. I'm calling it right now. Okay. The Rams, I think the Rams will win. I would like Cincinnati to win, but the Rams are going to win by five. All right, I'm going to say, I don't do the spread. I'm just going to say the Bengals are going to You have to do the spread. I do? Bengals, yeah. Bengals by three in overtime. Okay. Okay, there you, yeah, you have it. You heard it first, folks. Um, feel free to go to the bobanddavebetting.com. <laughs> sports to where you sports can clergy. Sports bet. <laughs> yeah, they that hope sports book um, where we can just hope you send we, in we money We just hope, betting. really. It's just a lot of, it's just no, a it lot should of be hope. Fun. It should so be fun. I yeah. actually like Bowl, Matt Stafford. I kind of like the Rams. I, maybe it's because they're in their own stadium and I'm like, no, you don't get to do that. Only Tampa gets to win in their own stadium. Yeah. So I that's why like, I'm, actually, but I also like Joe like, Burrow a lot. I like it, it the Bengals like are such Stafford's an underdog team. It's fun. Yeah, Stafford's a good guy. He's with Detroit for like, what, six years, seven years, eight years. And I think he won a total of four games. So <laughs> for him for him to win a Super Bowl, be, but I, I agree. There's something about Cincinnati that's just that's just tough. So it should be fun. Yeah, it's a good time. It, it, and it, next, and at the next week, we will give you the recap of the Super Bowl. And you know what Super Bowl it is? It's 56. Is it really? Yeah, it's always the Super Bowl of depending on when it is of my the year how old I am. And as we know, oh. I turned 57 you know, over since the last time we recorded. Actually, we both okay. had birthdays since our last recording. Um, yes. So Super Bowl 56. Wow, that's exciting stuff. But I'm actually 57, Yesterday was the year anniversary so. of the Tampa Bay win, and oh, did Tampa Bay win the Super Bowl? You know they did, and. Um, okay. With, with somewhat definitive, uh, I mean, it was a blowout. They, the other team, no offense to you, Chiefs fan, you didn't even score a touchdown. It was a it was a it was a defensive masterpiece. Okay, time to stop living in the past. Well, actually, we're still okay. as of right now, we're still world champions. Yeah, and and my understanding is, if it goes to overtime and ends in a tie. Then Tampa retains the title. It can't end. It can't end in a, in a tie. No, it can, and then Tampa no, Bay it can't. stays. It can't. 
it can't. Tampa it Bay, won't, and there's it a shot. So you're telling me I've okay. got a chance. No, I'm, I didn't. This tell could you that be Tom Brady's eighth Super Bowl, and, and he won't even and show just up to it. Before before we go to our little promo, the Olympics are on. I don't have anything else to say about that. So here we go. There seems to be a lot of people doing things on ice in odd outfits, and of course, I'm yeah, speaking yeah. about curling. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk more about the Olympics. Sure. But now, from your Franciscan University. At Franciscan University, learning doesn't stop when class is dismissed. In fact, the school calendar is filled with lectures, seminars, and symposiums that bring students and faculty together to look at the world through a Catholic lens. Here are just two examples. The Friday Academic Lecture Series hosts leading Catholic experts to address issues in medical ethics religious liberty, Catholic moral principles, science, and spirituality, how great Tom Brady is, and other topics in the realms of philosophy, theology, football, and other disciplines. Debuting this year is the Arts and Culture Series. Sponsored by the Franciscan Center for Beauty, students enjoy music and artistic presentations and pictures of Tom Brady, and talks such as a recent one by Joseph Pierce on the the evangelizing power of Brady, of beauty. Beauty. Sorry. This is just the tip of the iceberg, as many other organizations and clubs sponsor academic presentations that examine our world through the light of faith. To watch some of the Friday academic lecture series and the new arts and culture series talks, go to franciscan.edu slash F-A-L-S. That's franciscan.edu slash F-A-L-S. And may God bless you, America and Franciscan University and Tom Brady. Went a little long there, didn't we, Bobby? I'm surprised there was so much in that promo about Tom Brady. Yeah. That, that took, yeah, that so took me, I. you know, it's kind of like, wow, the uh, marketing and communications people are real fans. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So yeah. what took you to, to uh, San Antonio, Bobby? A plane. Nice. And everything worked well? Yeah, the plane flew and it landed. Oh, and I was also Good. invited there. I, I got to spend the week at a Young Life camp uh, and w- spent a whole week with a number of folks that do ministry uh, with Young Life. Young Life may or may not know what Young Life is. I, and I will be happy to explain. Uh, so Young Life is a outreach to teenagers. It's actually the world's largest Christian outreach for teenagers, evangelistic outreach. It is primarily evangelical Protestant in nature. But their goal is to reach, their first goal is to reach the kid that has no church background whatsoever. You know, they want to reach the kid that's the farthest out. But along the way, obviously, they encounter a lot of other teenagers. And then their hope is that if they come across a young person with a Christian faith tradition, that they would put them back in that that faith tradition. And that's been difficult with Catholics. Uh, You know, they'd like to do that. that You know, many of them would like to do that. Now, it's 90% volunteers. So sometimes, and you, you know, some listeners may have heard stories or even had the experience of somebody in Young Life's, you know, trying to get a kid out of the Catholic Church. But that is not the that is not the organization's position at all. And they've actually been taking some great strides to, A, get more Catholics involved in Young Life and also mm-hmm. educate their staff members 
on what they can do to connect better with Catholics in their area, you know, maybe language tweaks that wouldn't be, mm -hmm. you know, so quote unquote offensive <laughs> to Catholic ears. And, and it's really been awesome. It was, you know, I got to do this last year, but it ended up on Zoom uh, because of the pandemic. But this year uh, we d got to do it in person. And I liked doing it on Zoom, but I loved doing it in person because, you know, Dave, as you know, it's it's the conversations you have at lunch and breakfast. It's right, right. talking to somebody afterwards. And the spirit right. was really moving. It, it was a it was a profound and beautiful experience. So a couple thoughts. Uh, first off, we are and, and we should be grateful to Young Life, particularly for you, because they're really the organization and the group that reached out to you and evangelized mm -hmm. you. And it might be fair to say that had they not done that, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. So yeah, you know that it, it, certainly in God's providence, Young Life played a very yeah, key yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's important. I had the opportunity a number of years ago to spend some time with some Young Life ministers, uh, and they were very gracious in inviting me. And actually, they wanted me to talk about, you know, things that they could do to better reach out to Catholics. Mm -hmm. and, and part of it was just some of the, as you stated, some of the language, but there were some theological issues as well. And and I must say, it was it was only one day. You, you've had a lot sure. more opportunities. So it was one day, but I found them um, open and really desirous to, to learn more about the church. And um, it, it, I'm always touched and pleased when I'm through with an event like that. And they say, you know, we didn't know. Yeah. We just didn't know. And and for them to be open to that and, and to listen to that. And, and I think it's... It's uh, and, and there, I'm glad you pointed that out because my earlier experience was when I uh, younger of young life wasn't real positive actually. So it's good to say that that your experience and, and my experience have subsequently had some really positive experiences. But that that's what they're shooting for, right? right. They're shooting for that and a greater job with that. So I love my favorite part about it, and it well, my favorite part about it was just talking to people, particularly that had questions that that had been wounded. You know, I mean, I got to pray with people. It was just, it was just really great moments of grace. But it was also like I gave some of the presentations, but they partnered me with a Protestant theologian who also presented, and he was, he was just amazing. And some of the conversations that were going on, I mean, he was, he was obviously very mission minded and getting, you know, Catholics and Protestants working together. And so he was, he was just pointing out things to the crowd that I wouldn't have known. Like for example, he said, you know, some people get upset because the Catholic Church doesn't go with the once saved, always saved, um, you know, theology that many that right, many of right. you might. He said, however, neither do Methodists, neither does uh, Church of Christ. He said, Max, yeah. you know, Max Lucado, or Lu, I, I might get his name pronounced wrong. He's a pastor of Church of Christ. He doesn't believe that. He just started like pointing out like the things that you think Catholics are weird about there's a lot of other things in Protestant yeah, yeah, theology yeah, that we seem yeah. to accept them just fine. And I, and I found that just so wonderful. I mean, it was the kind of thing, well, I, I don't think I could have said that. I, I didn't really know that much about it. Um, you know, the, the other thing I love that somebody brought up, and it was funny because he was talking about it in terms of the Catholic Church, but I think as Catholics, we could apply it to the Protestant Church. He said, you know, we get very caught up in our divisions in theology it seems that the Holy Spirit is less discerning with who he hangs out with than we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, yeah, no, just that, that seems, like, wow, that's so true. You know, you can't deny the, he was trying to say, you can't deny the Holy Spirit moving in the Catholic Church. But of course, in my perspective, sure. it's like, and I can't deny really wonderful works of God among many Protestants. And I, and I think that is the heart of 
the heart of unity. I, I think when we gather together on mission, obviously last week was Christian unity as well. Just right. to point that, remind people that, right? Yeah, it was a week we yeah, celebrate Christian unity. Of course, we're right, always right. trying to live Christian unity. No, it's not just a one week thing. Uh, well, um, <laughs> we, go, we go back to our <laughs> only one week Monday. out of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have to be no, nice I, to Protestants? I had another experience a couple of years ago uh, where I was invited to speak to it was a very Protestant uh, evangelical university uh, yeah. where you know they had prayer that they had to go to, services they had to go to multiple times a week. And then I sat in a couple of the theology classes, and one of them was really good. The, the theology professor was talking about some of the scriptural differences and how we understand the scripture different than the Protestant. And then he got into Mary, and we're actually going to talk about our Blessed Mother here in a couple minutes, but... It was really good because he said, he goes, if I'm going to be honest, uh, that we Protestants have thrown the baby out with the bathwater. He said, you can't pay attention to the beginning of Luke and not have a reasonable conversation and discussion about our lady, about, he didn't say our lady, he said about Mary. Right. I mean, she's just a significant figure. And he said he's afraid that in, in the fear yeah. of becoming Catholic or becoming too Catholic, we don't talk about Mary. And he, and he goes, you can't. You can't read the gospel and not talk about Mary, right? So it was just it was just an honest evaluation that I just appreciated. And again, that was a really neat experience for me, for, particularly as a friar, because they had never had somebody on. They literally said, "We've never had somebody on campus that wore a habit," you know. Wow. So they had, they had all kinds of questions and that kind of thing that was really fun. But it was just a really wonderful, enjoyable experience. Yeah, you know, it's important. So you realize that at least in our the way our, our faith can get practiced. Sometimes it's gone almost out of reaction to the other, right? Sure. You know, sure. like, you know, many Protestants are not nervous about Mary in terms of her role in Scripture, the mother of Jesus, you know, being the first disciple. It's more like I see Catholics get really crazy about Mary, and I don't want to be that way. Or they do mm -hmm. that with the way they celebrate the faith. Some Protestant denominations, Catholics do liturgy. We're going to yeah. push as so far away from liturgy that, as we right, can, right. even though in other Protestant traditions, that's a that's a big thing. I would say as Catholics, like we don't read the Bible. The Protestants read the Bible, you know, right. um, or, you know, sometimes we even get this at our Steubenville Youth Conferences. When we really make a bold, clear proclamation of what Jesus did for us on the cross and his resurrection and an invitation to accept that in our lives people go that's that's a protestant thing to do like we don't no, we, don't, we yeah. don't do that it's like no everybody everybody needs a, to do an this occasion, one time i was speaking at a conference i was leading this conference and my first talk was the kerygma you know mm -hmm. the, the basic gospel message that god loves us that christ came to redeem us i mean this is the heart of our faith uh, and somebody came up to me later in the in, after the lunch break and you know she said that was really wonderful but when are you going to get to the catholic stuff and I just, I found that so interesting, right? Yeah. That the relationship with Christ and what Christ has done for us and the saving work of Jesus and the salvific message of the gospel. Okay, that's fine, but let's get to the sacraments. Right. And as if those other things aren't Catholic. It was just, it was as really- As if the only thing that distinguishes us is what is statement. different from the other. Right, right. right and and right. we can so do that. Well, what are, what's this, well, we go to Mass and we have Mary and- um, and suddenly we end up defining ourselves by how the other might define opposed us. To, opposed right. to, opposed to, right, right. Yeah, right. so it was really beautiful to yeah. be with a group and, of brothers and sisters in Christ praying together and 
And, you know, I just kept feeling God the Father must be so happy right now. You know, I yeah, I think with my own kids, when there's tension and there's just nothing more healing for me as a dad to see my kids reconcile with each other, even if I know they're not 100% on board, but they're going to sit down Shake at a hands, table together. Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, but that those genuine moments, and I just think even if the only goal of this was to make our Father happy, it's it's absolutely worth doing. Right. And just, um, I love one of the quotes of Pope Francis. He says that when we tear down walls between us, we see faces and we see stories. And mm. it's important to have that dialogue. And Bob, I know that there are people out there, there are Catholics out there who would strongly object to what we're talking about. You know, this idea of, of talking and reaching out and listening. Unfortunately, there are some who say, no, I mean, that's ridiculous. That, but I just, I, I don't think that's, I, I think the Lord invites us to reach out and talk and discuss and to listen and to share. So, and I yeah. think even so just I, even just for our society, and I and I I think this particularly with young people. I I think it's a really important part of ministry with young people, Catholic young people, that we would do things that would let them pray with, get to know other mm -hmm. Christian brothers and sisters, because this is the world in which they're going to walk into. And sure, divisions sure. of Christianity are, are not only, you know, I mean, one, you know, it's, it's always when you ask unbelievers, why don't you believe divisions of Christianity is always one of the first things. But even just in terms of our culture, I mean, you look at the, the growth and what's been accomplished in a positive way with the pro-life movement because of the body of Christ coming together, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, I think we can all agree that, that our our culture is becoming more and you know less Christian, post-Christian, yeah, whatever you want yeah, to call yeah. it. We're we're better united than we are divided. Even if if it doesn't mean that we have to be united in every particular yes. area of dogmatic theology, but that there's something about coming together as a body of Christ that's actually really, really quite quite necessary and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. So uh, maybe the last thing we're going to chat a little bit about. Oh wait, we oh, we, we have got a little bit of promos. There's things coming so, up. So I'll, me I'll mention I'll mention one of them, and then you mention the other one. Okay. 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 So uh, Lent is going to start. I think March second. Is yep. that right? Yep. Wednesday, okay, March second. March second, which is a Wednesday this year. Uh, we're going to start. Wow. Lent Ash on Wednesday is on a Wednesday. Uh, on, on a Wednesday. That almost it, never it, happens. It isn't, it isn't always, but this year it just it just works. Do you know when is when what day Fat Tuesday falls on? It's going to be on a Thursday this year. Interesting. Because of leap year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. You get unfortunate. it. You get it. Yeah, it's always the curveball. But so what Bob and I are going to do is we're going to lead part of uh, Day That Hope for during Lent. It's going to be a, a type of a retreat. So the last section of each podcast, we're going to give just some reflections and, and a theme that helps us as well as, as the listeners to be able to walk through Lent with a retreat. So that's something we're looking forward to doing, to being able to offer that. So keep that in your prayers. Pray for us as we discern and plan that. But we just want to let you know, if if you're trying to think about what am I going to do for Lent this year, that's going to be an aspect of a day that hope that we're going to be able to do and offer to you. And, and hopefully you can just walk with us and uh, we can have a more blessed, graced uh, Lenten season. So just let you know that that's coming. Yeah, and they won't be longer podcasts because we won't have no. football to talk about. So we got it. We fill. We have to fill it with something. Right. We figured. Yeah, so the maybe podcast will be about six minutes uh, during Lent. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, the other thing that's coming up, and this is speaking of sports, but not basketball, no, not, not football, yeah, but not, basketball. Anybody who lives yeah. in the Cleveland area, you can go see a Cleveland Cavaliers game with Father Dave and me Wednesday, March thirtieth. 
and I'm sure there's a link somewhere on the alumni page. Um, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to, I think we're going to try to celebrate mass ahead of time. And then we're going to go to the game. They're playing the Dallas Mavericks and the Cavs are looking pretty good this year, by the way, they are, they're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to compete in the East. It's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just real quick looking at my calendar because I thought I was out of town that day. Okay. This is a bad time to find out. Go. At the very least, you can yeah. join me for a Cleveland yeah, Cavaliers and, game. And, and maybe not mass, but you're going to have a good time. No, I think I, I, it looks like I get back the day before that. Yeah, so I, I think we cleared good. this in your schedule. I, that's awesome. Because it's already out. It's already that, like been publicized. As soon as you said so. that, I'm going through. Oh, my gosh. And that was so anyway. Yep. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, so is it Thursday or Friday? Is uh, Our Lady of Lords? I think it's Thursday. It's going to happen at some point. It's, yeah, yeah. So this week, so um, I, actually, I was a little surprised when I said, you know, that we're celebrating Our Lady of Lords, that Bob, you said you've never been there. I've never been to Our, you know what? I don't know if I've ever been to any Marian apparition site. Really? I haven't been to Lords. I don't get out much. I haven't been to Fatima. I haven't been to uh, Our Lady Guadalupe. Well, you were just in Mexico. You were just in Mexico. You didn't stop by. I, oh, I didn't. You know, apparently Cancun wasn't right next to Mexico City. But I am isn't actually planning something? this fall to go to Mexico City to see. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that something? You have time to go to Cancun, but not to visit Our Lady. <laughs> it's because no, I'm hanging out with Protestants all the time. It, it, it's funny, Bob. Um, I, I th just I, I've been really really blessed and very. Have very you been to all those sites? Uh, Fatima, yeah, yeah, Lords, yeah, Magigori, yeah, 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 and and others that are not quite as popular. Do you have a favorite, or do you well, have a, do you have one where you was moved more than others? I don't want to. Well, that's and that's that's a really good way of putting it because my my most profound experience is at any of the major Marian pilgrimage sites. There's something about each one of them that I like that are unique, that's beautiful. Like Lourdes is simply beautiful. I mean, it's just stunning, so pretty. And and the area when you go into the grounds are just whole. It hasn't gotten wonderful. too touristy. Well, outside, that's why I said when you go into the grounds, because oh. outside of it, you can literally buy Mary on a bar of soap. I mean, it's just, it's a little <laughs> ridiculous. But but then the other is like Our Lady of La Salette, which is a very unknown, but you would know because mm -hmm. of the conference that we did in Steubenville East for so many years, is is just stunning. It's in the it's in the Alps. It's beautiful. But I think on a personal and Guadalupe is so beautiful because of the people's devotion and just the history. And that's Our Lady, right? She's close. But when I was in Fatima, I had an experience of Our Lady and a presence. I'm gonna get emotional because it was just so profound and intimate and beautiful so i always tell you know the students i said you know fatima is my favorite and they go to fatima and they're like oh yeah it's nice <laughs> but but it's one of those things you can't you can't explain when when you just have an encounter with our lord with our lady that's it's it was hard to explain but yeah fatima is is from that perspective but lords is such a beautiful beautiful story and, and saint bernadette and the immaculate conception and yeah there's a great story of, of my my brother called me one day, and this was a long time ago. He said, you know, I think we've got a problem. I said, what's up? He goes, well, my son, he was in, I don't know, he was in kindergarten or first grade or something like that. And he came back, came home and at dinner time. He goes, Dad, you'll never believe what I heard this weekend or what I heard today in school. And his dad and mom were like, well, what did you hear? And he goes, well, the teacher, she, she said that Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, 
She showed up in some cave in France. And if you go there and you're sick and you drink the water, you're going to get healed. And he goes, I'm not buying it. <laughs> My brother's like, well, well, what do you mean? And, and he, goes, he goes, I'm not buying it, Dad. Our lady's a really special lady. She's not going to just hang out in a cave. So it was great. And and my brother said, like, what am I supposed to tell him? And I said, actually, his theology is pretty good. You know, you have to believe that our lady's a really special lady. Um, you don't necessarily have to believe, I mean, that she hung out in a cave or something like that. But uh, it was That's just, cute. it was really funny. He wasn't quite sure what to make of that. Kids yeah. say the darndest but, things. But, uh, they do. But but just back, maybe to circle back to the point we were talking about earlier, is that you know, because of sometimes preconceived prejudices, and I mean, Our Lady's theology is so profoundly beautiful mm. and life-giving. Yes. And, and, and to kind of close yourself off to it just because it's the Catholic. Now, there, and, and you alluded to this, there does have to be, we, we've both met, we've both met Catholics that, that the way, I, I want to be careful on how I use it, but the way they express and the way they speak about Our Lady is in a manner that it sometimes is quite confusing. It, uh, it can people. give, the, you know, we, we often try to say that we don't worship Mary, and yet some people's language and at least exterior dispositions, they seem, you know, the, the impression is they seem to be more excited about Mary than Jesus. That's, yeah, that's not yeah. to say they are, but... This is a stereotype, particularly Protestants can get if they're already kind of freaked out about the whole Marian thing, you know, as well. Well, and the other thing, Bob, is, is and I've met people and, and actually have prayed with and kind of walked with, with Catholics and um, almost a superstition about Our Lady. Like, mm -hmm. I love the Rosary, and the Rosary is a beautiful devotion that's really ministered to me for a long time. But I've had people who were frightened because they missed a Rosary one day, or I remember an individual who was, they, for a number of circumstances, had to take off their scapular. And they were afraid, well, what's going to happen if I were to die in that five minutes it was a medical procedure that my scapular is off? And it's like, that's that's almost superstition. Yeah. I mean, so I, the, the, the beauty of Our Lady and the theology of Our Lady and the relationship in the intimacy and what she reveals to us about Jesus. You know, I, I remember one time when somebody was saying that inviting me to a deeper relationship with Our Lady. And I said, you know, one of the things that I struggle with is, and this was a long time ago, is that she said um, she wants to be your mother. And I said, well, I mean, my mother is, is wonderful. I don't need another mother. But I always go back to what St. Therese said, and she goes, um, Our Lady is more of a, our mother than she is a queen. And, and yeah. again, that's not to all the theology, right? But that, that intimacy and that beautifulness, beautifulness, I don't know if that's a word, yeah. Of Our Lady that I think is just, it's just really beautiful. And that's what I love about Our, Our Lady of Lords. It's She's so humble and beautiful and gentle. It's just a, a wonderful, beautiful day to celebrate Our Lady. It was kind of an awkward, it wasn't awkward. It, it was, it, you know, beautiful, I think is a good word for it. I hope it ended up being that way. As I talked about Mary, I wanted to talk about how much I loved Mary. And I, I had hoped at that point I established myself enough as a disciple of Jesus that they right. knew I was on the same page with them right. because they don't hear people just talk that way. And, you know, yeah. and before yeah. I got into theology and everything else, like here's somebody who is devoted to Jesus, loves Jesus and, and loves his mother. And I love, mm -hmm. um, you know, St. Louis de Montfort, maybe one of the greatest Marian saints ever. You know, his phrase was always to Jesus through Mary that it's actually Mary's desire 
that a deeper relationship with her would bring mm -hmm. a deeper relationship with, with Jesus. And yeah. when I explained it in those terms that Mary, you know, wasn't, I mean, we don't use people as a means to an end, you know, that she wasn't just the end, you know, because um, they, they just get confused. Like, why would you, why would you need that if you have Jesus? And yeah, I love what Chris Paget would say. Like, if, if Mary was good enough for Jesus, then she's good enough for me. <laughs> you know, it's really, <laughs> if you want to be a follower yeah. of Jesus and if you want to love what Jesus loved and do what Jesus did, he honored his mother. And, right. you know, being and a part Lord of that is to just us, a beautiful gift. The Lord came to us through Our Lady and invites yep. us to return to him through Our Lady. And yeah, I, again, it sounds, it sounds um, kind of crass, but, but she's not the stopping point. She always wants to lead yep. us to her, to her son and, and a deeper love of her son, deeper appreciation of, of what he has done for us. So, so on this uh, celebration of Our Lady of Lourdes, uh, just invite everyone, I don't know, maybe if, if you pray the rosary, maybe uh, pray it with somebody else. Or if it's something, it's not a devotion that you have, maybe pray a decade of the rosary. Just to pray for a deepening relationship with Our Lady that should lead you to Jesus. Sound good? That sounds great. Can I just throw in one real quick thing? Somebody reached out to me and they said, uh, they thanked us for encouraging them to write to Bishop. And, oh, good. And he, he reached out to me and he said, you know, that was kind of challenging, but he said uh, it was really, really good. So I, I just throw that out there that, that they're, yeah. And, and another person said that we, that uh, sometimes when they're trying to fall asleep, that we, we keep them awake. So hmm. I'm not sure what to, I'm not sure what to make with that. It's probably so, your voice because your voice is kind of like, like a rusty saw on nails to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I have a, mm -hmm. I have a smoothing, dulcet yeah, yeah, voice. Yeah, yes, you do. Yes, you know, you I do. speak and, you know, small children just nod off and animals like bow down. And yeah, then you say something about. and it's just like, that's amen. That's what it is. Do you want to pray or do you want me to? Why don't you do it? Since uh... <sighs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us and for your peace and your blessing. Help those who are trying to go to sleep. Lord, we just thank you for the gift that is faith and the gift of all of the Christian body that we can um, recognize the beauty and the goodness that is in, in one another. We ask your blessing to be upon us this week as we strive to serve you and live in your hope. May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go Cincinnati. Go Cincinnati. Go Bucks. Enjoy the last few days of the Buccaneers being the world champion. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at hope. franciscan.edu. God bless. God bless you guys.